Welcome back to Her Life Re-Energized. Hi, I'm Tia, your host, and welcome to 2023. That's right, we made it to the new year. Phew, I'm so excited about this year. Don't know about you, but it's looking and praying like it's going to be a good year, and I'm excited to see what happens. Alrighty, and part of that is to ties in with today's episode. So part of that ties in with today's episode, which is, as you might guess, goal setting. That's right. Today we're going to be looking at goal setting, how to set a good goal. Did you know there is more than one way to set goals? That's right. You've probably, if you've spent any time on social media lately, you've probably seen half a dozen, if not more, people giving you every different way to set goals under the sun, and it usually comes back to exactly the same formula. And it doesn't matter if they're setting business goals, health goals, career goals, um, relationship goals, like literally anything. They all come back to the same single formula, which, don't get me wrong, is a great formula, but it's not the only formula, nor is it the best formula for every situation. So today we're going to be diving into the two main types of goals that you can set and which goals you should be setting depending on your situation and what you're trying to achieve. So I'm super excited to get into this. I think it's going to be very helpful because goal setting is one of those things that I've definitely learned the hard way but I'm super excited to share it with you because it has made such a phenomenal difference in my life. And I know if you learn how to set goals well, it can make a phenomenal difference in your life. Now, before we jump into the show, if you've been listening to this episode, um, this episode, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while and you've been liking what you're hearing, please, please, please go give me a review or a rating on your platform of choice because that's how I know you love the show, and that's how everybody else knows that it's a good show to listen to. So if you could do that favor for me, that would be amazing. That would be the best New Year's present that you could give me. So yeah, let's dive in. Welcome back to Her Life Re-Energized. Hi, I'm Tia, exercise physiologist and wellness specialist. Is it time to say goodbye to constantly being exhausted and watching life fly by without you? Then this podcast is for you. Twice a week, I bring you simple, practical and actionable tips to reclaim your energy and life. Get ready to flourish in the life and purpose God has for you. Come, it's time to get your spark back. Alrighty, let's get into goal setting. I don't know, I don't know if you're anything like me, but goal setting is something I have wrestled with for many years. <laughs> you would think someone with my, coming from my line of work would be like, love goal setting, live and breathe goal setting. You know, I think it's the best thing ever. 
but honestly it's taken me many many years to like goal setting accept goal setting and even actually start setting proper goals um yeah I was very resistant to goal setting for a long time even in uni though they taught us how to set goals because setting goals is so fundamental to getting success for your clients they're like all right you've got to set goals you know these are how you set good goals and to be honest that even wasn't wasn't enough to get me on board sure I knew the theory of goal setting I knew the theoretical importance of goal setting but it wasn't until I started seeing how setting goals could work in my own life that I got converted. <laughs> so now I'm a big, I love setting goals. I am definitely working on getting more ambitious in my goals. I'm quite a conservative goal setter by nature, but I'm getting better and getting more just excited to see what you can do when you apply yourself instead of just kind of like hiding behind pathetic goals in case I didn't meet them (laughs) so it's yeah goal setting is very exciting when you start to see results from it so if you are resistant to goal setting hang in there because you might just find this episode will change your entire perspective around goals so first of all let's have a look at why goals are important If you've listened to the last couple of episodes, you would probably have heard, you probably would have heard me go on about the importance of creating an intentional life, you know, the importance of creating a meaningful life, the importance of living life with intention and meaning and not being passive. So, you know, that means you're making decisions and you are aware that you are always making decisions as opposed to just kind of going with the flow and being passive, which is also a decision. (laughs) It might not feel like a decision, but everything is a decision. And goal setting ties into that perfectly because goals, goals are how you make intentional decisions about what you are wanting to achieve in the next whatever time period you know, week, six months, 12 months, whatever it looks like. You know, I mean, at this time of year, if you're listening to it when it comes, this episode comes out, you know, we're all about creating big, audacious goals for the new year, which is fantastic. But you don't have to just make whole year goals for the next 12 months. You can also make goals for the next week, the next month, the next fortnight, the next six months, you know, whatever, you know, the next quarter, whatever works for you. And whatever works for that goal. Obviously, if you've got a small goal, saying that that you're going to achieve that over the next 12 months might be a little overkill because it probably will only take you a couple of weeks. So it's just about picking the right time frame for your goal. So getting back to why goals are important is they give you direction. So, you know, there's a whole saying goes that, you know, dreams are how does it go I swear it on the internet the other day and I thought it was quite cute bit cheesy but cute and it was like got goals are just no plans are just dreams with their boots on and I was like oh that's so cute so you know it's that whole idea of if you've got a dream you know a passion a hope something that you're really desperately wanting you know if you're wanting something desperately 
then you need to have some sort of plan, some sort of action plan to get there or else you won't be getting there. You know, a goal and a plan are kind of the same thing. Well, like the work hand in hand sort of thing. So like envisage that you've got this goal and that's like the finish line, you know, so your plan is how you reach that goal. So if that makes sense, I don't know if that made sense. <laughs> Let me have another go. So you've got a dream that you're wanting to achieve, but you need to make that dream a goal and give it a plan so that you can get there. I think that was a bit clearer. <laughs> Let me know if that makes sense or doesn't make sense. But that's kind of how it works. Like you want to have a goal and often you can break your goals down so that each little step of the plan is like a mini goal. So instead of saying, I'm going to achieve this great, amazing, wonderful thing, you know, if you, which is probably not like super realistic if you just say, hey, I'm going to achieve that. But if you break that down into like five smaller goals that slowly step yourself there, it's now become super achievable. So that's like a little little tidbit on why goal setting is important. And even if you don't have big audacious goals or dreams, setting goals helps you achieve what you want to achieve. It helps you create what you want to create and it helps you go where you want to go because you now have a deadline, you now have direction and you've actually made a commitment to yourself saying, this is what I'm going to do. I'm no longer dreaming about this. I'm no longer like looking at it like this hopeful thing in the distance. Nope, I've made a plan. I've set my goals and God willing, I'm going to achieve it. And it just kind of, it just shifts the whole mindset and the philosophy around what you're doing and how you're going to get there. So moving on from why goals are important to what are your options when it comes to goal setting? Well, there's two main types of goals that you can set. The first one you will have probably heard about everywhere. It's, a, it's the one that you always see on social media and it's called SMART goals. It doesn't matter if you're you know, looking at a business coach, a wellness coach, a PT, a dietitian, a nutritionist. <laughs> you know, it, it really doesn't matter who you're looking at. If you've been following them over this new year period, they probably have put out something about SMART goals because they are the most popular sort of goal to set. And they did it, interestingly, they did originate from the business sector, apparently, but they have since moved into like every other area of life, which can be a good thing. Like they are a very comprehensive way to set goals. So a SMART goal, if you're not familiar with them, is a specific measurable, achievable, relevant, and timed goal. So SMART is an acronym. I think it's an acronym. I think that's the word. <laughs> For a specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and timed goal. So for a goal to be considered SMART, it has to contain all one, two, three, four, or five, or five of those elements. So if it's missing one, it's not technically a SMART goal. So that's how a smart, that's what a smart goal is. And they are one of the most common versions of goal setting. I'm quite certain you've probably come across these before. And they 
with good reason too. They have some amazing benefits, such as, you know, you get greater enjoyment, more positive effect from the task, you know, a higher motivation for subsequent ex exercise or whatever the task might be. You know, it, it can really invoke some positive emotions and kind of that fulfillment as you achieve such a specific goal. Interesting, an interesting little caveat to that is they do find that goal setting seems to be more of the common factor in something, in a goal being effective, rather than the specificity of a goal. And we'll, we'll come back to that more in detail later, but it's an interesting caveat. So what affects a SMART goal's ability to be, I guess, effective, <laughs> successful? And it's SMART goals are influenced by a number of things but particularly the, your ability to complete the task, the complexity of the task, your commitment to the task, your feedback, and your, the resources that you have access to. So if you have all of these things, so you have the ability, the task isn't too complex, you're committed, you know, you're getting the right sort of feedback and enough feedback, and you have access to the right resources, then there is every reason to believe that your SMART goal will not only be successful, but you will experience those really great positive side effects we were talking about earlier, you know, such as the greater enjoyment, the more positive effects, and the higher motivation to do it again. So that is a SMART goal gone right. But if these are missing, we can end up focusing on the discrepancy with regards to where we want to be, as opposed to all the good that we're doing. So practically, this might look like, for example, you've got, say you've got, let's come up with a goal. <laughs> so a smart goal could look like, I want to run 5Ks in the next six months. So it's specific. You've got, you know, you want to run 5Ks which is both not only specific, but it's also measurable. 5Ks is a measurable distance. If you are a fit, relatively healthy fit person, that is definitely achievable. And to be honest, that's cheap, achievable for most of the active population, um, regardless of whether or not they've done any running before. Six months is quite a substantial amount of time. It's relevant, so, you know, that could be relevant because, you know, they have... Uh, 5k sun run that they're going to run with their family or friends they might be wanting to get you know more energy they might be wanting to get healthier they might be wanting to get less well get rid of their brain fog and get more clarity more energy more enthusiasm for life they might be wanting just to get fitter they might be wanting to get just more healthy like there's so many reasons why you would want to that could make that goal relevant to the person but it is important that it has a relevant component and lastly it has to be timed so timed just means that there's a time frame around it so for that particular goal it's six months you know if you might for a different goal you might be going okay I want to go to the gym three times a week for 45 minutes each session over the course of three months and yep so you know that's specific you've given a time you know it's 45 minutes three times a week so that's specific and measurable you know you might and you probably would need to put in like run lift weights do a mixed workout 
to make it super specific. Um, it's achievable, so you've got space in your calendar, you know, you have the time and the mental energy to do it. So, yep, it's achievable. Uh, or you have a gym membership, that would also help. <laughs> that would also make it achievable. It's relevant because, yes, you want to get stronger, you want to get healthier, you know, you want all the wonderful benefits of exercise, including more energy, more clarity, more enthusiasm for life you know, increased health, increased muscle strength, increased bone strength, you know, all the good things. So it's definitely relevant to the person and it's timed because they've got, I think I said three months, you know, so they want to do it for three months and then reassess at the end. So that's another example of a specific, measurable, achievable, relevant goal. And, you know, if you want something that, another option that isn't exercise related, you know, you could say, I am going to eat vegetables five nights a week so for example if you're that's needs a bit more but you know for example if you're a person who hates eating vegetables and you would be much happier eating you know a slice of toast for dinner or something or just a steak or whatever you know you might say okay five nights a week I want to eat you know at least three different vegetables and I'm going to be doing this for three months so that would be specific. You've said, I want to eat th at least three types of different types of vegetable each night for five weeks. So that's now measurable. So you've got specific three types of vegetables. It's measurable. You know, it's five nights a week. It's achievable. Well, that, that comes down to the person. But if they are willing and keen to do that, it's definitely an achievable thing. Is it relevant? Yes, they want to get healthy. They want to nourish their body. They want to improve their energy levels or whatever it could be. They might, or they might just want to, you know, expand their food horizons. There are so many ways, so many different things that are so personal that can make it go relevant and it's time. They've put a time frame over when they want to achieve this. So that would be like a SMART goal. So that there you go. <laughs> there's an example of what a SMART goal would actually look like. But the thing is, is if we are missing, going back to the influence components, so ability, complexity, commitment, feedback, and resources. So if you don't have the ability to run 5Ks, you know, then that is not going to be, or heck, if you have broken your ankle and you can't run, full stop, then you do not have the ability to achieve a goal of running 5Ks in six months at that point in time if that kind of makes sense. So, or if the task is really complex. So if you've never stepped foot in a gym and you're now deciding that you're going to be lifting a 200 or 200 kilo deadlift in six months, A, you're crazy. <laughs> no, no, just kidding. But like a little bit true, but like, you know, you don't know how to lift. You don't know the components of a good lift. You don't know what will injure yourself or what will you know, make you stronger, you don't know the diet and the nutrition, like you don't know any of the complex, complex components that go into doing a 200 kilo deadlift. Now, not saying that lifting 200 kilos in a deadlift has to be complex, but if you've never stepped foot in a gym before, it will feel complex as heck. <laughs> so it's, you know, like if you've never done weightlifting before, it is, it's a sport for a reason. So yeah, 
Or, for example, if your goal isn't super relevant to you, it is very likely you will not have the commitment to the goal to see it through. So that's like, this is a big reason why other people can't set your goals for you. So even though I know all the ins and outs of setting a good goal, I know, you know, all the different elements you need. I know I might know exactly what you want to achieve. I might know your timeframes. I might know, even if I knew, I knew everything, I couldn't make a goal relevant to you personally because you have to do that. You have to know why deep in your heart you want to achieve something because that's what will give you the motivation and the grit to keep going even when you don't want to. That's when you'll, you know, that's when you'll still go out and train for your 5k race even though it's raining, even though it's hot, even though, you know, there's something heaps more fun and heaps better that you could be doing. You know, that's what gives you the grit and the determination to keep going when the going gets hard. So, yeah, having a goal that is relevant is super important to maintaining the commitment to the goal. Um, yeah, it, and, you know, if it's not specific enough or if it's not measurable or not achievable, those things can all affect your commitment. And another one is, you know, if you've given yourself six months to do something and you're really not enjoying it by like the second month you might find that you just don't have the commitment to keep going the timed element might just be wrong for you and for that goal so there's a lot of things that kind of play into it um feedback and resources um they they're a really good option if you are struggling with them if you have the ability you know the task isn't too complex you have the commitment you know feedback and resources It could be a great option to get a coach or an EP, like an exercise physiologist or like a wellness coach like myself or or like if you want, you know, if it's a business related goal, you might want a business coach or a personal trainer, a nutritionist, a dietetic, you know, whatever your goal might be, you know, you might want to get someone like that on board if you're struggling with the feedback and resources component. Because as a professional and as an expert in that area, they will be able to offer you those the feedback to make it easier and give you direction and tell you what you're doing right and give you that kind of like external motivation to keep going. And they can also give you the resources. So for example, you know, if you're like struggling with the running, they might be able to give you some running techniques or some stretches. You know, if you're coming back from a run really sore and you know, you need to be like stretching out your hip flexors or something because they're tight and they're giving you issues. You know, having a PT or a per- like a personal trainer or an exercise physiologist or a running coach, someone on board who knows what they're talking about, you know, they would be able to give you resources to help you achieve your goal. So, yeah, but if they're missing, if you don't have these things, like we've been, like these examples I've been talking about, you know, if you fall into these categories, it's very easy to end up focusing on the discrepancy rather than where you want to be. So for example, instead of saying, oh my goodness, you know, I've already run four Ks. That's amazing. I've got one month to get that fifth K in and I'm so excited. I can do this. This is fantastic. You'll be looking at it going, or it's easy to look at it going, oh gosh, I'm still a whole K away. Like, I'm only running 4Ks, 
oh gosh, am I ever going to be able to do this? This is terrible. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> like, it's very easy to look at where we want to be and just see this massive gap between where we are and where we're going. You know, if you're looking at the gym situ- gym example, you know, you might go, oh no, it's so terrible. I've only gone to the gym once this week and it was so hard and I just, oh gosh, I've never done this before and rah, rah, rah. <laughs> you, you know this feel. And instead of going, oh my goodness, I'm so amazing. I am making such a great change in my life. You know, for the last six months, I've never done any exercise. I haven't done anything healthy yet. Look at me. I've gone to the gym once this week. Look, I'm making a change. I'm putting into action what I'm saying. You're looking at the other three, four times that you haven't gone. So yeah, it's, that is like the big, I guess, not issue would probably be the right word actually that's kind of like the issue with smart goals is it's very easy to see this beautiful specific measurable achievable relevant goal timed goal you know at the end and see how far it is from where you currently are and this can lead to you know less physical activity you know so doing less of whatever the goal was less positive effect so instead of getting all these beautiful positive effects from the exercise and what you're doing you're just not getting the effects it lowers your confidence it gives you a worse perception of performance it gives you less enjoyment lower and lower motivation for subsequent exercise or whatever that task might be because you're reinforcing in yourself when you're failing at something that you are failing you know and your body wants to protect itself from failure most of the time well, that's that's a human response that's a natural instinct is you want to protect yourself from failure so when you feel like you're failing at something which is essentially what a goal gives you the option of a goal gives you the a smart goals particularly gives you the option of success or failure and you know the sweet taste of success is beautiful but failure tastes pretty bitter (laughs) so you know it's like if you are set up for success setting a smart goal is a brilliant option but if you're not if you are missing any of those influencing factors like ability you know the task is too complex you don't have the commitment you know you don't have appropriate feedback or resources you know you're there is a good chance that you're not setting yourself up for success there which is where, you know, we go into the second type of goal setting. So this one's a lot quicker to explain because it's a lot simpler. But it, this one's known by a few different names. It could be called, you know, it's called non-specific goals, open goals, learning goals. And it's kind of all that same principle. They all kind of like mean the same thing. So in an open, non-specific learning, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> in a non-specific goal, it's literally what the name says. It is non-specific. So instead of looking at, you know, your this end, beautiful end goal picture, like a smart goal has, it's looking at what can you do today? What do you, what can you do to get there? So it's quite a different, it kind of like a flip side. So instead of saying, I'm going to run or 5Ks or I'm going to go to the gym three times a month, it would be like, how far can I run? How many times can I go to the gym this week? I wonder how many different types of vegetables I could I could eat this week. 
does that kind of make sense? Like it's it's more open-ended, but it's also more empowering if it's a new thing. So if it's a old thing that you are like super successful in, then a smart goal is great because you already have the resources to achieve it. And it just gives you that nice push that gives you the motivation to work hard and get there. But if it's something new and it's something that you're not familiar with, having an open goal or a learning goal is such a beautiful thing because it gives you the opportunity to learn, to explore what your body can do, see what you can achieve. And that's a really exciting thing. It gives you the opportunity to explore in a positive, healthy, uplifting environment. Some examples, some more examples of open goals, you know, they're non-specific, they're exploratory, and they're self-referenced. So it's all about what you can do, not what you should be doing or have to be doing or what someone else has said. So that could look like, see how well you can do at blah. You know, see how many, you know, steps, gym, whatever, you can do reach today. See how many minutes you can accumulate this week. So that could be exercise. You know, if you could, it could even be how many minutes can you, are you going to read your Bible for this week? You know, it like these goals, I'm talking about these from a very much a health perspective because that is my area of expertise. But like I said at the start, like these goals don't actually come necessarily from the health factor sector. They can be used in any sector, any area of your life. You can use both open goals and smart goals to achieve whatever you're wanting to achieve. So another option is, you know, you could see how far can you go in 30 minutes? So how far can you walk? How far can you run? You know, whatever it might look like for you. So that's like what an open goal is. And they are great if you are starting something new. You know, they give you the perception of, yeah, they give you enjoyment. They make you feel good about doing something. You know, you feel, you get more confident, you get more enjoyment, you get more positive effects. You know, you're more interested in doing the task because you've already had success. And that's the difference. Like open goals set you up for success early, whereas smart goals set you up for success later. So when you're learning something and you are needing to, wanting to teach your body to enjoy the task and to enjoy what you're doing, it's really good to have an open goal or a learning goal because it does give you more interest in the task. It gives you more interest in engaging with it because you're having success. <laughs> and who doesn't like success? Like, come on, success is great. So yeah, that's kind of like the basic difference. It's important to know that different situations call for different types of goals. So different types of goals work better in different situations. So for example, you know, if you are like an expert in one area of your life and, you know, you all know what that is. Um, if there's an area in your life that you are quite confident in, quite capable, quite confident, you know, that's when it would be a great area to try and like push yourself with a SMART goal. And, you know, this could be, you know, for example, if you've got a fun run coming up with a friend, you might be like, all right, I have four months, I am running 5Ks, and I am not going to walk walk one step. I am running that whole race with my friend. And that's a great opportunity to put a, use a SMART goal. Because, you know, if you're already running, 
regular, like if you're already running regularly and you know you're quite relatively fit and active, fantastic. Go for it. That's the perfect place to use something like a smart goal. But for example, even if you're a runner and you love running, but you have never stepped foot in a gym before and you want to start to learn to lift weights, then an open-ended goal would be a much better choice. <laughs> so, so like an open-ended yeah, goal would be a much better choice in that scenario because you don't know what you're doing. You've never gone in the gym before. You don't know how to lift weights. You know, you don't know what the gym equipment does, like all of those things. So having an open-ended goal saying, hey, let's see how much weight I can lift. Let's see how many times I can go to the gym this week would be a much healthier and much more positive experience in that scenario. And that can go for anything in life. You know, if you're, say you're trying to build your relationship with the Lord and you wanted to get more involved in reading your Bible, you know, and you have never kind of had a good Bible routine before, you might say, hey, I'm going to see how many times I can read my Bible in the morning this week could be as simple as that you know stuff like it doesn't have to be complicated whereas saying a smart goal in that situation saying I'm going to read my bible for 30 minutes every morning for the next six months (laughs) like that might that would probably be setting yourself up for failure if I'm brutally honest because you haven't already established the habit yet so to have such a lofty goal when you don't have the basis for it is just not ideal (laughs) So, yeah, there's lots of different things to, yeah, there's lots of different things to consider when you're deciding if you want to do a SMART goal or a non-specific, like an open learning goal, but you just want to make sure that you're picking the right goal for that situation, not just based on what you think sounds cool to everybody else. And on that note, you have to pick your own goals. You cannot let someone else tell you what your goal should be because you're not going to have the personal investment in it and you need to have that personal investment if you want to have success. If you want long-term success at a goal, you have to have some sort of personal investment. So, yeah. So, just to kind of like sum up when you should pick the different sort of goals, So you should be picking like a performance, smart style goal. When you can commit to it, you have the resources, you have the ability, you have the feedback. And and that's a great, that's why we talked about that earlier. That's kind of when you should be looking at setting that goal. And, you know, it's choice, it's effort, it's, you know, you've got already existing strategies and you've got persistence. That's how that should work. And it's very simple. Well not simple, but it's quite straightforward. You know, you have a particular goal like 10,000 steps or, you know, you know, I'm going to walk 500 more steps than I did last week or whatever that could look like for you. You know, you know what you're dealing with, you know how it works and you're just going to build on that. Whereas with an open-ended goal, you know, that's when you're learning something new, especially if it's like a complex task you know, you're wanting to learn, you're wanting to, you know, 
The other thing is, is if you're like easily stressed and anxious and overwhelmed, it might be a great idea to start with like a non-specific goal because that gives you the option. It's much gentler. It doesn't mean you can't achieve the same level of success, but it's a much gentler mind frame of mind (laughs) than saying, oh, I have to do this. And if I don't do this, I feel like a failure. Whereas if you set like an open-ended goal, you know, you can still get that, you know, five hours in a gym a week or that 5k run or whatever that looks like for you. Obviously, they're like quite extreme examples. You know, it might be like, hey, I want to walk around the block twice a week. That's also a perfect goal. You know, it might be like, hey, I'm going to go to the gym for 15 minutes twice a week. Also a great goal. You know, it could be like, hey, I'm going to put on a YouTube Pilates class, you know, twice a week. Also brilliant goals. But if you want to open, it doesn't have to be a big goal, whether or not it's a smart goal or a non-specific goal, an open goal. They don't have to be big and huge. So sorry if I've like made that come across that way today, because like it doesn't. Any sort of goal works for this. Any size goal works for these principles. But it's all about setting the right sort of goal and knowing, being realistic about your ability both mentally and physically to achieve the goal. So if you are tired and stressy and overwhelmed and anxious, setting a goal that just makes that worse isn't probably going to be the best move. Whereas setting a goal that inspires you to take action and doesn't kind of hang over your head is going to be a much more freeing way to engage with whatever that activity might be. So yeah, that's a very long summary, (laughs) sorry. But in summary, that is the difference between the two types of goals. And yeah, so to summarize the summary, (laughs) think about are you capable in this area? Do you have the commitment to this area? And do you have the time and the resources to do that? And that includes mental and physical time and energy to get there. And if you don't, or if if you're learning something new, pick a learning goal and if you are already an expert in that area and you're just kind of wanting to hone in on something pick a smart goal there (laughs) that's a much better summary so yeah I hope that helps and I hope I'm really excited come across to the Facebook group share what you're you know share a goal that you've got for the new year and if you're brave you know give us the reason why you picked either a smart goal or an open-ended goal And yeah, I'm very excited to see what you'll come up with and how you're going to go. And I wish you all the best for 2023. I'm very excited to see what this year brings. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. See ya.